Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm Charlotte Wood, and I'm podcasting from the Bondec Montessori in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. In episode 29, we're talking about one of the hallmarks of Montessori education, which is individualized education. Individualized education could be broadly defined as providing each child with what they need when they need it. And providing each child with what they need takes a variety of different forms. It might be new work, a brand new presentation. So which presentation, which material to show a child. Or it might be a reminder about how to use an old material or how to use a material that you were shown yesterday. Or even a reminder that this is a material you've been shown. This is a material you're familiar with. Providing each child with what they need might be providing a child with space, an opportunity to practice, time, the opportunity to just sit and observe or stand and observe a child working with a material. It might be providing encouragement or an encouraging word. So providing each child with what they need is as different as each individual child is. Each child has unique needs, their own timeline, their own developmental path. And as Montessori guides, it's our responsibility to pay attention to that and to be respectful of each child and how unique they are. One might wonder why we do this, why we have individual education. Well, in a different setting, in a different classroom for young children, or in a daycare type setting, you might see groups. You might see children working collaboratively, or you might see uh, time, story time, or art time. And during the classroom day, we don't have scheduled times, scheduled breaks, where all right, we're, now we're all going to work on this art project. Instead, we have individualized work. And this is really clear when you think about another aspect of Montessori education, which is the mixed age nature of a Montessori classroom. In a primary classroom, this typically includes children from two and a half to six. And so, of course, a three-year-old and a six-year-old are going to have dramatically different needs, abilities, academic and social requirements, and we're able to meet all of those, but not in a group setting. And so that naturally lends itself to individualized education. Even within an age group, all three-year-olds are not doing the same thing at the same time. One three-year-old might come in so interested in tiny objects. Another three-year-old comes in really wanting to hone their gross motor skills. Another three-year-old comes in and is watching your mouth attentively trying to acquire new language or master new vocabulary. Another child is really interested in social dynamics and spends their whole morning sitting and observing, watching how children interact with one another and picking up on these unspoken cues. 
Another child is so interested in mastering a particular material. And so expecting that all three-year-olds are able to do the same thing at the same time, much less that all the children in a classroom over a range of ages would be interested or able to do the same thing at the same time is unfair to each individual child and not respectful of what each child is capable of and developmentally ready for. This is one of the ways that we follow the child. We give each child what they need when they need it. And so how do we do this? How are we able to meet the needs of 24 or 29 or 35 different children across a span of four years, all at the same time, all in the same day. We have several supports for this in the classroom. In Montessori training, there's specifically training in how to observe. Observation is key to success as a Montessori teacher. There is a typical path that most of the time a child will follow through the Montessori classroom. The curriculum is the material on the shelves. And this path is illustrated by how these materials are laid out. The shelf is kind of a roadmap of the child's progress, moving left to right, top to bottom in order of difficulty. But that's not to say we're gonna move through this shelf or even from one area to the next exactly the same for every child. How long a child spends with a material or even when they move on to a new area or going back to master a skill or going back to practice something that all ebbs and flows based on each individual child. And it's our responsibility as the adults in the classroom to observe, to take note of that. When is a child ready for something new? When do we need to hone a certain skill or a certain ability? And what's required in order to lead to each child's individual success? The three-hour work cycle leads to the ability for the classroom to function with individual work happening. Children are welcome to work with the material as long as they like and return it to the shelf ready for the next person to use. We're not saying, oh, you've taken out coloring, you can work with that for 10 minutes, or you've taken out addition. You may do three addition problems, and then you need to put it back ready for the next person to use. As long as a child's using something properly, they can follow their own development and work with a button frame until they've achieved the level of mastery that's satisfactory to them. If that means working with a button frame for hours on end all week until they have it nailed, absolutely. If that means practicing one button and then asking a friend for help and then putting it away and trying again tomorrow, that's fine too. But both of those require a note from the teacher, uh, for the teacher to notice, to observe, and to reflect. What do I need to do, if anything, to help this child be successful? The three-hour work cycle paves the way for this. For a child who 
wants to practice something once and put it away until they're ready to practice it again, being given 15 or 20 minutes that is work time for this specific skill is too much. And being asked to focus on this for much longer is unfair to them. For a child who wants to practice something for hours on end, being limited by 15 or 20 minutes is also unfair to them. So we trust the children in our care to follow their development. We provide encouragement. We notice when a child is spending a lot of time with something or not a lot of time with something and evaluate what do we need to do? If anything, do we need to ask an older child to give a presentation to this younger child and see if they need any assistance? Are they spending a long time with something because they're interested in it? Because they need something new? Because they need a reminder? Or do we just need to step back and give them space? But without observation, we wouldn't have the answers to any of those questions. And we'd just be arbitrarily moving through the materials based on what we think rather than what the child is showing us they're ready for. The lessons we give, the presentations we give, are determined by a readiness the child shows, by mastering a set of skills or by mastering a material, by eagerness to work with a material. When a child is always observing every time somebody takes out the bells, that's a clue that maybe they're ready for the bells now too. But without observation, we don't know what to give an individual child. We can't be responsive to a child's needs. We hope that provides a little information about what individualized education is, why we need it in a Montessori classroom, why it leads to such success in a Montessori classroom, and also how we implement it. Thank you. See you next time.